Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Castology. Hello and welcome to Castology, your favourite podcast that recommends and reviews other podcasts so that you know what podcast you should be listening to. Mm. I'm one of your castologists, Liz Best, here with... Zane C. Weber. And... Nick Bleaker. No middle initial, because his parents didn't give him one, but he thought he had one for most of his life. It's a tragic yep. story, listeners. Yep. He's still bitter about it. Just so. put one in there. <laughs> it is it there. Costs, it costs money, though. That's the problem. No, just do it. Oh, no, I do. But He's Nick, aren't you Nick J. Bleaker? And yeah, then you realise yeah. that your parents didn't actually put the Yeah, I think I've J said it on the show, on but so, like, I go by Nick John Bleaker. But my parents, when I sent, they sent me the birth certificate. I was like, "Where's my middle name?" Mum goes, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, I fucking left it off." And I was just like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and I've been signing legal documents with that name, and I had to go and cha- I had to go and change everything. I'm into it. That's hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, Nick Bleaker. Brilliant. Impractical Nicole. jokes for a new mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Just lying a child their entire what? life. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Your your name on your birth certificate's Tin Can. I've just been calling you John your whole life. What a bad name, actually. Tin, tin Can. can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do what we're here to do, guys. We're here to recommend three podcasts, one each from all of us, and then we're going to review the podcasts that we recommended last week. So I'm going to put it to the floor. Would either of you like to go first rather than me being bossy? I'll go first. Great. You can do that. Because I've got a weird one. Nice. Interesting. Continue. (laughs) Remember when I recommended the old gods of Appalachia? I do. Yes. Uh, And remember when I said that... uh, uh, that um, we might be hearing more from Deep Nerd Media, who produces Old Gods of Appalachia. I do, I do remember that. Indeed. We are about to hear a little bit more from Deep Nerd Funny Media. Funny that. <clears throat> uh, and this is a podcast that I 100% don't expect either of you to subscribe to and maybe not even like, mm. but I love the idea, I love what it's doing, and so I thought I would give it a little bit of airtime. It is called The Known World Bardcast. Sounds nerdy. It is nerdy. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, lasers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Well, this is the thing. When I first saw it on the schedule, I'm like, is it Dungeons and Dragons or is it like Shakespeare the Bard? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's more the second one. So it's it's uh it's from it's associated with but not officially the Society for Creative Anachronism or the SCA, which is basically people who reenact things from medieval and like classical LARPing? times. Well, not but not kind of laughing, but more with a historical So they have kings and queens of regions, and they have dukes and duchesses underneath them. And to become king, you have actually have to fight with swords, and the winner of the duel wins sick. for six months and whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. 
yeah, so the Society of Creative Anachronism. Um, look up if you're look if you're into that sort of thing. Um, they some people take it very seriously. Can I actually use a title that I'm given? <laughs> Yeah, in that absolutely. Society. Fuck yeah. yeah. I wanted, you know what? My birthday just came and went, and I'm still really sad someone didn't buy me like a lady title. I really wanted someone to buy me like a plot of land in fucking You Scotland. asked everyone just to give you reviews. Yes. Yeah, look. Well, and you did that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, I wasn't going to ask people anyway. <laughs> um, so, this is specifically about one kind of historical part of a historical life, and that is the music. So. There is there are several parts of the society for creative anachronism. There's the 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 garments and the costumery. There's the 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 weaponry and the fighting and the heraldry and the the lords and the ladies and the hierarchy. But there's also the songs and the performances and the language and that sort of thing. And so the Known World Bardcast basically records performances that happen at these things or by the people who are involved with it and broadcasts it. So it has real classical performances like in the language of the time and usually it's without instrumentation because they, the instruments that they were played on are no longer in existence. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is this is created by the guy that does the old gods of Appalachia. Oh. This is one of his other um, passions. I know, he has such a good <clears throat> voice. I'm still, <clears throat> like, digging it. <laughs> yeah. So that is, uh, the host is uh, Lord Gideon Appstephen of the Barony of Hawkwood, apprentice to Mistress Rosalind Jehan and Master Dunstan Lehenrian Munger. So if I looked that up, would that be an actual person? Or yeah. is this... Yeah, that's, right. That's his title within the SCA. Right, but that's not like a person that they've pulled from... No, no, no. Okay, so okay, so okay. You, you basically adopt a persona when yep. you enter the SCA uh, and then you have... Like you're sponsored by other people and... It's like, like those people who do yeah. those like Civil War reenactments yeah. and they try well, and do LARPing. it to historical... Like except yeah. LARPing's yeah. less like the historical yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, if... Listening through this, there are a couple of other podcasts that have come uh, from this sort of podcast, which is kind of the stories that were told. And there's also a cooking one, I believe. Um, what are they not necessarily? The or? I think so. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to it. Um, this is the episodes vary in length, usually about an hour long, and with multiple performances from multiple performers. It's not. It's not an easy listen if you're not into this sort of thing. But I really love what it's doing, which is basically making a digital record of this audio, um, which I think is one of the great things that podcasting can do. Um, I really enjoy it. This is something that I can just like put on in the background and enjoy. Uh, but I understand that this kind of music is not everyone's kind of music. Well, song exploder. You can't just you can't just have <laughs> please everyone all of the time. That's why we all have different opinions on castology, so that we all bring yeah. a different flavor. So I recommend. Um, there's an episode called the Choir episode, mm-hmm. and also one called the Powerful Women Volume Three. They're kind of newish releases. They've just started season five. The Choir episode is in season five, and Powerful Women Volume Three is at the end of season four. Good um, to know. Yeah, so that is the known world bardcast. Fab. Nick, do you want to go next or would you like me to go next? 
You go next. Okay, I will. I am recommending a podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you guys have heard me banging on about depression for the last couple of weeks because I'm very open about mental health and I believe that more people should bang on about depression and that is exactly what this podcast is. It's a show about clinical depression with laughs because, honestly, half the fun of having depression is being able to be sarcastic and make fun of your (laughs) depression. So, <laughs> yes, I was just thinking back to all the dark jokes I've made in the last week. It's a coping mechanism. <laughs> it is. So basically, it's a series of uh, frank, moving, funny conversations with comedians who have dealt with this disease, hosted by uh, public radio host John Moe. So they have interviews with different celebrities such as Jamila Jamil or uh, drag queen Ms. Cracker, Whitney Cummings, Mara Wilson, Margaret Paul Cho, Will Wheaton, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I was leaving him to last. And my favourite, Paul, Tom- Paul F. Tompkins, Andy Richter. Um, and they kind of talk to them about how they deal with their depression and how they manage to laugh along the way. There's also a couple of like episodes in between that literally just talk um, about the depression rather than interviewing someone. There's a really good one that I listened, which was um, Lies That Your Depression Tells You. And it has a lot of, um, I, th- I think they're listeners um, who, who ring in and they record a lie that their depression tells them, like that you're not really worth anything or anything like that. Wow. Um, so that you can kind of go, oh, that might not be true about me. That's my my brain lying to me um and i look i find comedy in darkness and i that's the only way i can survive <laughs> because if Absolutely. i don't if i don't laugh at it you end up in the hole and nobody likes to sit in the hole because that's depressing and dark I'm, and dank look i'm a big nester Just, yeah you give me a good hole as long as i've got a blanket it's look <laughs> i'm fine sitting in the hole as long as i'm sitting here going well great yeah i'm in this fucking hole like of course i'm in a fucking hole or laughing with someone who's out of the hole about yeah. being in the hole you said you didn't like holes as well right yeah yeah. yeah. How but, did you get down there? <laughs> Depression. <laughs> Have you just tried feeling better? Fuck you. Get over it. <laughs> just smile more. Just smile oh. more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, this I actually find this when I'm when I'm feeling pretty dark about stuff. Um, I find it really useful to just hear somebody else chat about their shit. I actually really liked a recent episode um, with uh, Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies chatting about his stuff. I will say they haven't released new episodes since May 25th. I wonder and why. My first wow. thought was that maybe he's depressed because of the oh, pandemic no. like the rest of us. Um, that literally was my first thought. So I, if, I mean, if anybody knows why they're not publishing, let us know. Um, but otherwise, yes, hilarious world of depression. It's hilarious. Nick? Uh, mine is an audible podcast. I well, do? They, they call it an audio book, but it's it's literally a fucking podcast. Well, this is the thing. They call them audio books, but they also still call them audible original podcasts. Yeah, And they call sense. episodes issues. And Well, it has <sighs> come out now that Amazon and Audible are now... Doing a podcast thing, right? Buying into podcasting. Um, so you'll, you'll be able to access pretty much everyone's podcasts on Amazon and Audible now. Mm. So I think that will probably change how Audible treats their podcasts um, because, yeah, they, they have treated them 
like audio magazines, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they keep calling them yeah. issues. Yeah. Issue yeah. one, issue two. Yeah. Um. So this one's called No Gangsters in Paradise, but it um, is Audible exclusive. Oh yes. It, yeah. yeah. So you have to pay a like a, for a subscription to to pay for it. You can listen to the first episode of the show to get a feel for it, and then yeah. you can pay. Um, but the good yeah. thing about Amazon is that you don't have to pay for the podcast. You just have to be a member of Audible. So yes. even if you're only on their very yep. base membership, you get access to their entire library of podcasts. Yeah. Which is great for free. These podcasts will become free in the coming months. Do they yeah. all? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've never met one that hasn't. Yeah, yet. I was going to say, I think they, they I do burns, kind of come burns in and did out. as well. It burns yeah. came out as... Yeah. Because yeah, Esther yeah. Perel, um, Where Do We Begin, was originally an Audible original as well. The psychology one? Yes. Oh, yeah. right. But that became... Yeah. 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 I just wasn't sure if that was a standard thing. Anyway, mm. go on. Sorry. So, yeah, this one's called No Gangsters in Paradise. So, this podcast is about um, gangland... Um, wars in western sydney um in the early 2000s and it's 13 episodes it's very dark it's very dark well yeah gangland um, wars i it, wouldn't imagine it would be a hilarious no um so it basically the heart of the frenzy is the darwich razik family and there's just a conflict between these two families that sort of takes place after um, there's been like a daylight shooting um, and it essentially goes into a, like the culture of Western Sydney which is very Middle Eastern and dissects a lot, lots of different reasons why these people go and do like why there are gangs like these people idolise gangs and gangland wars and this is where it goes from being a child to growing up and being 18 and getting into gangs or even getting younger and getting into that sort of stuff um, so it's actually it's journalist Mahmoud Fazal who actually was a gang member ooh mm. I like that so, that's a good hook yeah. so uh, Mahmoud is uh, he's, he's a terrific narrator um, and also puts his personal experiences on top of what's sort of being deconstructed um, it's 13 I think it's 13 episodes or 12 episodes um, it's pretty short like most episodes are around 30 40 minutes um, and it can get pretty pretty full on but it's it's actually really good in terms of cultural learnings as well you can cool. understand why people why the Middle Eastern community um, in Western Sydney specifically do what they do and how um, much they obviously cherish you know like their, their homes and their families and what you do and what you don't do and the sort of codes that they live by incredibly interesting um, fair warning it does go on a little bit long because yeah it's 12 13 episodes so yeah no gangsters so, in paradise so it is kind of a serial it's not like yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I am interested yeah I'm very interested to see what you think about it yes mm. okay cool true crime aficionado yeah. I do love true crime I do love me and my true crime so mm. let's quickly back announce I recommended the hilarious world of depression. Zane recommended the no knee world podcast. Oh God, pain. Um. <laughs> Nick, no gangsters in paradise. Wonderful. Now let's review what we brought to the table last week. And again, I'm going to be really nice. And and who would like to go first? Me. Okay, good. Cute. Let's talk about dogs. Yay. I recommended we don't deserve dogs, which was a comedian and a vet. A couple who talk to comedians and vets about their best dog friends and dog stories and dog care and you know the the the, the funny funny things that they they love about their dogs. Zane, yes, I was really looking forward to this. Oh no, I picked the worst episode <laughs> no, in the world. Which one did you pick? One. Which one did you pick? I picked the one where, like, I was like, this is going to be so happy and amazing and dogs are the best. And the app I picked opens with a comic telling the story of a dog dying in her arms. 
and I was like, oh, that's in the episode. I'd this is the worst. <laughs> but then I listened to more episodes, and I was like, this is the best. Yeah. But that first episode, I was like, this could only happen to me. Like this could. She's talking about this beautiful dog just running up and chasing after another dog and having a heart attack and just like dying in her arms. And oh. I just like cried. Um, but yeah, like I don't own a dog, so a lot of the like vetty kind of stuff mm. was not super relevant to me. But it was really good knowing, you know, how to look after other people's dogs. And they were talking about foods that I didn't think that dogs could eat that they can, and foods that I didn't that I thought that they could eat that they really can't. And love hearing people's stories about how much they love their best friends, and it just made me want a best friend. And also one negative thing, um, I don't like that they call themselves petophiles. Yeah, that was yeah. not. Because they're like, no, with yeah, a T, and no. I'm like, if you've got to clarify, it doesn't work. Don't use yeah. it. Don't use that word. Nope. It's not funny. Pedophiles, yeah. no. We're officially unmaking that a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a thing. No, yeah. but like, uh, dogs are so great. Yeah, dogs like, are so great, thing. It's a great mm. vicarious podcast. Because yes. I, too, don't have a dog. No. I have cats, but, uh, you know, I love animals of all, all kinds. Um, yeah, this is a great vicarious podcast. What about you, Nick? Um, I think I, it's interesting because I went into it really excited and then I listened to the Josh Gondelman episode, which starts off with like a 25-minute thing about them getting married. And I was like, where's the dogs? <laughs> Are the dogs also getting like, married? Because I'm where, not interested Put otherwise. a tuxedo on yeah. the frigging dog. I was dog. like, where's the fucking dogs? And it was just like this <laughs> Michael Jackson story, which I thought was would be great if the show wasn't obviously geared towards pets. And then obviously it started rolling into their love of animals. And I think for me, this made me feel like, you know how when you talk to people about their pets, right? It's like, I've got a dog. And and then it just snowballs. It's like, what kind of dog? Oh my God, show me everything. Show me everything. And that's the vibe that I got. Yeah. And I was just like, this is like literally sitting down and talking to people who have pets and being like, oh my God, tell me everything about your dog, your cat, your fish. But that's what I do. I'm like, tell me about your good boy. I know. Yep. And it's like, show me everything. You got any fucking funny videos? I want to see all of it. Let's go. I want fucking photos. Yeah, Does your go. dog do yoga? I want to see yeah. that. What this made me realise is that uh, the relationship and the mutual love affair that dogs and humans have is so ridiculous it's just, and so ubiquitous. Like, everyone understands that if you have a dog, that dog is your best friend. Yeah. yeah. And no one no one holds it against you. All the, your other friends don't like, oh, you like the dog more than me. I'm like, well, yes. I mean, I do that if it was a cat. <laughs> I like, do. can't believe people like cats more than me because cats are jerks. But, like, dogs, the unconditional love mm. that you... My mum's dog is... Is the greatest because every time I'm over there, like I even remember watching Game of Thrones. She, this dog does therapy with my mom, mm. like so she goes in and helps the clients mm. and stuff like that. If she senses that I'm even a little bit upset or scared, she wraps herself around my neck like a scarf and Aww. starts licking my face. And she will sit there when I'm watching a scary TV show with a little pause quashed, watching me, waiting for me to jump so that she can jump <laughs> up and start licking my face. Honestly, she is the best, and it's the unconditional love, yeah. the unconditional additional love that dogs give you is the happiness that the world needs right now. You could literally give this podcast to anyone and I think they would be like, oh yeah. my God, dogs. I vibe yeah. with Unless this so they hard. hate dogs. And there are people they do, no, they do. who are not, like, some people are like, yeah, dogs are okay, but some people are like, no, dogs not Every, Everyone that doesn't like a dog is because they've had a bad experience with a kid. Yeah. yeah. As, a, as a child, or an adult, sorry. Um, have know, a with fear dogs. of dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than it being like, oh, I'm just not a dog I person. prefer medium to small-sized dogs, like large dogs. I'm I, My brother's dog, again, French Mastiff, massive. And I do have a bit of a... Like, I love her because she's a puppy, but also she could kill me. <laughs> like, 
So, but yeah, like it's just dogs are so great. It just it just reminded me that there are happy making things, and I actually did listen to this and then go over to my mother's to play with her dog. <laughs> and this this is officially my apology for putting you through the Bless other podcast. Bless your heart. Bless you. <laughs> I mean, boo you for making me listen to yeah. the tragic story of someone's dog dying in her arms. In I the chose that. To you that. chose that. I haven't listened to that. There episode. wasn't even any indication. They need to have uh, like a spoiler yeah, okay. alert: the dog dies because trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, like, and then even afterwards, they were like, "This is meant to be a happy podcast," and we just opened with that story, and I was like, "Yeah, what yeah, did I did do? Fox, what did I do?" And then to make it worse, the woman was talking about how great her new dog is because it doesn't have the hard issues of her old one, and the vet jumps in to be like, "No, but your dog has this issue, this no. issue, this issue, and could die early because of this." And the other host is like, "What did you just do?" Like, <laughs> and she's like, "No, it's it's good that I know that information now." I was like, "This is so horrible." It's like the single worst episode. <laughs> Chosen. <laughs> okay, we don't deserve dogs. Um, I would like to go with Nick's next. I know that I was giving people the choice, but I'd like to talk well, about Nick's next. Okay, so uh, mine was Max and Ivan Fugitives, a comedy, drama, thriller, spy podcast about two tech developers who come across a cache full of Russian information that they shouldn't. They witness and go through a ton of different hijinks. What did you guys think? Dane first. I really enjoyed it. I only got through the first three episodes, but I'm definitely going to go back and finish it. Um, I think the way that it delivers its plot and narrative is really well paced. Mm-hmm. You never feel like you're dwelling or that the author's being self-indulgent or the actors are like like not giving their all even when they're doing ridiculous accents yeah <laughs> you it hits you the first couple of lines and then you're just in on it um yeah so i think the the, the comic timing and the the writing the pacing of the writings really great in this it is both funny and and like thrilling like interesting as like yeah. they yeah. don't they don't they ne- it never stops giving you new information um Again, that's only the first three episodes, but I, I, if they've got it right for the first three, I don't see why it would change for the next ones. So yeah, this is this is an easy subscribe, and I'll finish this one. I feel like the type of humor in this, the like bumbling spy, it gave me Super Amelia Project vibes. A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. In the in in the like, it's a it's a thrilling story, but they're also like a little bit over the top acting in a really mm. endearing way. Um, and I also. It feels somehow like super wholesome, but then they'll hit you with like a massive dick joke and you're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. I'm into it, but it came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so I'm four reps in um, and I'm really enjoying it. The only reason why I didn't finish it is because I had to do my homework for the rest of the episodes. Mm. Um, I, I gelled with it. In fact, I actually started listening to this when it first came out and stopped because I got distracted by life. So I'm really happy that you put it back mm. on the list so that I could um, finish listening to it. And I really like the combo of, so it's like they've got scenes where they're like in the moment, but then they're also narrating it and then they'll jump into yep. the scene. So it's a really nice way to not have to actually do everything and play everything yeah. out, having that mix of, of narrative exposition and then hearing the scene as well. And I think that's something that you can, that other audio dramas can take away from this is you don't have to have the found footage restriction if you don't want it. No. You mm. can have the exact same suspension of disbelief that TV shows have where someone's telling a story and then suddenly you flash into that scene. Exactly. Um, yeah. There doesn't need to be 
uh, then I was speaking on the phone and here's the phone recording. It's like, no, you can just like, you're in that scene now. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that's something that I think is, is something that is a, a strange self-imposed restriction on audio fiction podcasts is either it's full narrative and it has to be fully acted out or it is found footage. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think they need to. And like, if they're clever about it, found footage can work really well, yeah, but yeah. I feel like some podcasts feel like they're really tied in to that being recordings. Yeah. But, yeah. If you execute it cleverly, you can flash back, flash forward and not have people be confused at all yeah. just because they yeah. can't see things. Yeah. You don't need to have a big whoosh sound. You can just have someone telling you what you're listening to. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Guys, 10 things that scare me. <laughs> Your episode that you recommended was a very funny one. Yes. The, the two, the two so, kids. yeah, just to quick recap, it's a tiny podcast about big fears. People just literally talk about <laughs> 10 things that scare them. Um, uh, this would be a very fun party game. I think yes. if you if you're having a dinner party, you're just going okay. So we we finished with uh, with dinner before dessert. Let's just write down our ten biggest fears and sh- and at the, after dessert, we'll share them with everyone. Yeah. Mm. Um. Because yeah, it's it's a really interesting way to relate to other people. Um. I tried to write ten fears, and I don't. I I struggled to get past six. Um. I have I have a couple big fears like open water. Oh. I, I hate open water. Yes, that wasn't mm. on my list. That's my number nine. My God. Um, and then the big ones like hurting someone accidentally and going crazy. Uh, but then that's kind of the end because I don't. I'm, I'm not particularly scared of like creepy crawlies or snakes or all that sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, so I, I'm interested. I, I'm having listened to this, I'm very interested in all of my friends' lists. Well, yeah. So, like, I, I, I want to actually get the list because I can't remember what was on it now because I did really think about it um, other than spiders. And mine isn't open water. It's being in water where you can't see the bottom. Open yeah, water's yeah. fine if I can see the bottom. If I can't see the bottom, I am getting the fuck out of there. But what if you can see the bottom and you're, and you're about to put your foot down and then suddenly the sand shifts and there's, like, a big ray underneath Oh, that it. would scare me. Like... <laughs> I've been I've been um, snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef. Mm. You couldn't pay me enough to scuba dive. Yeah, like yeah. Th- being surrounded by all of that water, coffin water. It's like a coffin <laughs> to me. Nope, 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 nope. But yeah, well, I I vote that we do a games night and okay. actually make people tell us what their greatest fear is. Yeah, let's do it. And mm. then use it against. The- no, let's not. Do wow. That. Shh. I also think you should make ten of the things that make you the happiest. I just really yeah. like this like categories kind of like <laughs> yeah. name name things. But yeah, the the Ida and Noah episode just was very adorable. Made That's a good one to start with. I think happy, yeah. which kind of f- felt easier for me to ease into people's deep dark fears yeah. with some of the other ones. What did you reckon? I mean, that that's the if it, like when you said Ida and Noah is the start. I think that was a really good way because I was going into it going, oh my god, and then I just hear the voices and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I listened and it was interesting because listening to this I really enjoyed it and I did start making things in my head but it was more along the lines of because I listened to I don't know Hank and uh, Hrishikesh who is the host of Song Exploder Mm -hmm. Um, and Hrishikesh's one I was like this is hurting my soul because everything they were saying was basically what what was on my list I was like fuck Um, in saying that this is a really fun show weirdly enough I know that people's fears are obviously it's that curiosity thing like like you said it's the way that it's presented is not like 
Let's talk 10 fears and we're going to deconstruct it for two and it's a half hours. It's not a deep dive. It's, it's here's just 10 the fears list. and here's some of the irrationalities behind some of yeah. these fears. And I think um, in Hank's episode, I can't remember the fear, but he mentions the reason that he's scared of it was because he heard it from a secondhand story and now he's scared of it. Yeah. Which I thought was so funny because <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like a lot of people would probably have the same experience. Um, I really enjoy this. I can't wait to dive in and just listen just listen to random episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I, when I first started, I had a big binge, but then I got stuck in the coronavirus episodes and I had to start stop because there were like five or six in a row that actually were like you know scared for my family yeah, I'm scared yeah. for my future I'm scared for and I was just like oh god it's it's mm. pressing down on me like a great weight and I need to stop but um yeah I actually am kind of like can I contact the podcast and <laughs> and can you make an episode with my 10 fears because I would please, totally please. record that that's yeah. a, that's a really easy record for me so oh I'm glad that I'm glad that that weird little macabre <laughs> podcast kind of caught you guys as well see I didn't even view it as macabre yeah, well, it's just, yeah. Well, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for then like it's a, it's the it's I, I think it I think uh, like taboo maybe? yeah maybe taboo like it's a it's a because like fears are fears because you don't want to have anything to do with them yeah and I think even just speaking them in this like this list form makes them less scary because they're they're just a word now yeah they're, they're not the big looming thing that could be going to get you it's just like oh yeah I'm I'm, I'm afraid of of spiders that's ridiculous they're tiny yeah. I could crush them like a bug that yeah. they are <laughs> so listeners if you're listening write us what your most irrational fear is in the reviews box of your review do it give us oh, five yeah, stars fun. and then if you've already left us a review don't change that amazing review but like <laughs> I want to know what your most irrational fears are so like the crazy ones the ones that people go what I've got a friend who's afraid of um, the sound of nails clinking on glasses like glass jars mm. or glass or the cups. ASMR would kill them yeah exactly exactly so yeah give us five stars tell us your most irrational fear and on that we're done we're done we're done for this week so rate review subscribe as always um we love you and the slew of ratings that came in recently mm. warmed the cockles of my heart pushed us into one of the top shows in the uh in the technology category mm-hmm. right next to darknet diaries and the ted radio which just made my birthday <laughs> the up? greatest ever i was like <laughs> we're sitting next to ted um, so if you want to make me even happier, <laughs> get your friends to do it as well. <laughs> um, if you would like your podcast to be on Castology, we will listen to it and possibly review it. You can write to us at, I forget, I forget. Castologypodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I was on a run and then I just went, <laughs> my mouth is talking and my brain's just gone blank. Or you can go to that'snotcanon.com forward slash Castology. Castology and fill out a handy dandy little form. Until then, I have been Liz Best here with Zane C. Webber and Nick Bleaker. We got more podcasts for you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello. I hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams because no two journeys are the same. And wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi dreams.
Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 